ever wish you could get more from your podcast? Well, you can with BuzzFeed Daily, hosted by me, Casey Rackham. And me, Zach Safford. On our show, we've got more good news and more pop culture. More memes and more celebrity tea. More of everything that's blowing up your timeline and trending on the internet. Every weekday evening, we're giving you more of what you need to enjoy your day. Because what's life if it isn't to be enjoyed? Listen to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that, we'll have to go Off the Record. Off the Record is a new music biography podcast. Every season profiles one legendary artist. To start, we'll explore the faces of David Bowie. Each episode tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, they form an intimate portrait of the complex cultural giant. Listen and follow Off the Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take his rap shit Episode 147? Yep, yep. Episode 147. <laughs> you kind of reminded me of the, uh, yep, yep, it's Teddy. Teddy <laughs> the one, two, <laughs> Was that Rex and Effects? Yeah, I, I think, think so. That, yeah, yeah. Episode 147, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your host. And yeah, we, we about to get busy. How's it been, Josh? Chilling, bro. I'm chilling. How you been, man? I'm cool, man. We just uh, talked for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> or an hour, an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> one day, um, I'm not going to tell you. One day, I'm just going to start recording. recording. Probably probably when we uh, both can do this in the same room again. One day, I'm going to just like casually record our chat. Just do a cold <laughs> you open. You know what I mean? Just do a straight cold open where we're yeah. just talking. Yeah. I, I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. Like, what if we, what if we just jumped in yeah. mid convo? You know what I mean? No intro. I, I feel like maybe um, I'm thinking of like ways to like spice the shit up. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. No, I feel you. Like switch it up. But yeah, I, you know, I ain't been doing nothing. I, I was telling you earlier. Um, I've been like a little bored. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like real. I, I haven't been writing or pitching really. You know, I, I've had like. Uh, a really solid last few months, you know what I mean, work-wise and money-wise. So I've been, like, chilling a little bit, but I haven't, like, it's crazy because we're still, you know, because we live in America, and America has uh, grossly mismanaged this whole pandemic yeah. thing. I, I, I'm still, like, in the crib with it, and I'm still, yeah. you know, on, like, 24 hour lockdown you know what i'm saying and you know it's 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 been fine but then there's a part of me that's been like kind of uh getting a little antsy yeah for like action and like outside and shit yeah i um one of my favorite podcasts is based out of melbourne australia Mm -hmm. and they were just talking melbourne's like in the strictest lockdown in the world 
Um, really? Yeah, you're only allowed outside an hour a day to exercise. Shit. Um, or only allowed to the market once a day, and that's mm-hmm. for uh, and that's only one person in your household. Yeah. So you like open your door in Melbourne, and a nigga like kicks you in your chest. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like, if you he go, like Sparta kicks you back in your crib. If you go uh, for five thousand, yeah, five thousand kilometers from your house, you get a four thousand dollar fine. So they're not playing no, at all. They're not playing at all. And 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 has it worked? Um, <laughs> like they were doing good for a while, and then they had they're they're having their second wave because they actually like flattened their curve at one point, and people yeah, yeah. were allowed to like have a life. Um, and now they hit a second wave, and mm-hmm. so like they're going in super strict lockdown um, for the next like month and a half to try and flatten the curve again, so people can right. actually have a fucking fall, which we're probably not getting here. Dog, and it's crazy. Um, the homie Nikki, shout out to Nikki, had posted a uh, real beautiful like fall image. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, fall is like low key my favorite uh, season. And then it made me sad. I was thinking like, dog, am I gonna lose my fall to yeah. this bullshit? We'd have been out like apple picking or some goofy shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, am I gonna be in the crib fall like my my birthday's in the fall yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Like, i love the fall and yeah it, it like made me sad a little bit like damn we really gonna be like in the crib with it throughout the fall and then into winter like when does this shit end i thought i don't know like i'm hoping like me and Liz get to really celebrate our birthdays for real for real this year like we gonna right. party the fuck out because we would have been in the fucking house for a year and shit like yeah we we all gotta go to like mexico or some yeah shit in in february for y'all's birthday yeah this, yeah this shit is goofy dog i'm not like it is is it, i feel you i've gotten to the point where i'm just like dude i don't i don't do shit like i literally like you know working on some stuff um but like other than that, like I'm just not doing anything, and I feel it. Like I feel yeah. that that wave yeah. of like, oh, like I'm not doing shit. Like there right. should be something that happens every day, and there's nothing. I'm like, you know, get up and write. Walk out to the back deck. Come back in the crib. Sit on the couch. Walk back out on the back deck. Sit on the couch. Maybe we'll go downstairs and sit out on the stoop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I gotta go to Walgreens. I go to Walgreens, or like, you know what I mean? It's just like, um, yeah, it's the it's the monotony of it. I wouldn't compare it at all to you know some. I've heard some people compare. Oh, it's like prison. Nah, it ain't like prison. You know no. what I'm saying? That's a whole other thing. But it's um, it's definitely not natural, and it's it's like I'm like you said, I'm really feeling it now. Yeah. Yeah, no one's like attempting to shank me because I stole their Jack Mac out of their <laughs> like you know what I mean out they they fucking they they sell. So no, it's not like prison. Right. Um, no, and, and it's a situation where like you know you're doing like what you can, you're doing your best because like dog, I'm seeing some shit on my timeline where motherfuckers is in like confined spaces with like forty people and no mask, and like I let though the worst part. <sighs> yeah, I was watching. Um, Last Chance You, the new season of Last Chance You on uh mm-hmm. on Netflix. And I'm watching, I'm like, man, like these people really shouldn't be in the stadium watching the game. <laughs> right. Right. 
<laughs> the whole time I was just like, yo, man, everything I watch and people are near each other, I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, they real too, way too close. They ain't got no mask on and shit. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit is, it look dangerous. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. Um, nah, it's wild, dog. Um, yo, I wanted to ask you this because I saw this a couple days ago. Um, mm-hmm. Dog, did you see your man, Jizza, uh, <laughs> when he came the out <laughs> as a flat earther? I See, this is the thing about that. In the comments, I don't know if it's the same Jizza account. Cause you know, some people sometimes do like the fake accounts and shit. Mm-hmm. But like one boy was like, "Yo, what the fuck are you talking about?" And the Jizza was like, uh, "This Jizza account said that uh, responded to the guy and was like, um, I was just asking a question. I'm not down with that flat Earth shit. So I don't know if." <laughs> If that was a fake Jizza saying that shit, or if the real Jizza, it's hard for me to believe that <coughs> this person who a was going to make an album about yeah. space <laughs> with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's a real life space scientist, <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that that guy is a flat earther. Yeah, because for folks who didn't see it. Jizza tweeted a video. It was a beach. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a panoramic view. It was the horizon. View. Yeah. Yeah, it was the horizon. And he's like, he, he just, along with the uh, the tweet, it said, does this look flat or round to you? Yeah. Or something like that. Does this look flat or round? And people were like, no, we're not, <laughs> we're not doing Niggas immediately started tearing into him. I would love for him to clarify what he meant. Yeah. If you if you really I'm not saying I'm throwing out liquid swords, you know what I'm saying? If you if you uh really a flat earther, but niggas need explanations, dog. You can't just post that shit and then just ghost and we don't we don't get no explanation on what you meant. Dog, part of the problem was like the po- two posts before that was like, yo, we've had vi- we've had the vaccine for uh for the flu for 78 years and blah, blah, blah. so he like an anti-vaxxer too. So like yeah. <laughs> some people was just, I just threw my hands up like it is what it is. That's just so goofy to me, the logic behind it. He's like, man, we had a vaccine for however many years <laughs> but we still got the flu. Dog, a vaccine, not a cure. Yeah, it's it mutates and changes, dog. Like <laughs> if they, you know, if they develop uh, an AIDS vaccine tomorrow, that don't mean just go out and raw dog. You know, <laughs> saying like, oh man, they got the vaccine, so it's all good. That's not how vaccines work, dog. There's still the, the disease still exists. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The virus still exists. Yeah, and viruses mutate. That's how viruses work. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, cause my man Pete Rock be posting like the, mm-hmm. the, the conspiracy shits. Yeah. Why can't it be like MC Search or somebody? You know? <laughs> why it gotta be the heroes? <laughs> why got Why gotta be the, the beloved? You know what I mean? The people we love. It, man, I I don't know. I, just I'm not down with that. Need <laughs> fucking vaccines. You know what I'm saying? But then also. I understand why black folks are so skeptical. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I understand it. A white guy, you know what I mean? You grew up, you white in America. What the fuck are you skeptical about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The system is set up for you. Yeah, right, right. So I understand why like people who are like from like oppressed, marginalized groups are really skeptical because we're lied to every day and yeah. we're gaslit. 
you know, on a on a cultural level, we're, we're gaslit every day. So I understand that need to like see beyond, you know, the common narratives. There were probably some people like, yo, you know, they're like in Tuskegee giving black people syphilis. And there's probably people like, you bugging the fuck out. Yeah. There's no way that's real. And then later we understood, you know, that it was a real thing. So I get it. Y'all got to do some more, like, due diligence, you know what I mean, before, like, really jumping off the roof with these, like, wild theories. Well, no, part of the crazy part is that's part of the problem with this country um, with, like, coronavirus. Like, when they do give, when they do come up with a vaccine that works, mm-hmm. like, there's still, like, 15% of the country that's anti-vax. And, like... They'll cause another breakout of it because they're not getting va- vaccinated. Yeah, a lot of people will refuse. Yeah, once we once we do have a vaccine for yeah. this shit, and it's not because like Bill Gates is trying to give you a microchip that they can track you, you know, <laughs> that you tweeted from your phone that has a GPS. <laughs> they tracking your phone. <laughs> that, like you tweeted, and it says right on the fucking tweet, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, right. I don't you know, dog. Grubhub every night. <laughs> you worried about somebody finding out where you are and tracking you. Well, what I'm waiting for is you, you see like the the reface shit that's been going around where people are like putting their faces in like oh, Tom yeah. Cruise movies and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It hasn't happened yet. And I'm really surprised, but I'm waiting for the dude to come out and be like, you know, that's just a way so they can scan your face so they'll have facial recognition. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, like you're tweeting that on a social media account where you have several uh, pictures of yourself that mm-hmm. like that they've already used <laughs> for facial right. recognition. Right. I'm. I'm not one to say that this shit is all like fair and square and there's nothing to worry about i worry about shit all the time you know what i'm saying um i think that the key to the game so to speak is um finding like reputable sources for information yeah and critically critically thinking about stuff yeah definitely i think um like because i posted just earlier today about the um vice ran an article about uh uh, was it ancestry or whatever the fuck it is? It's one of those mm-hmm. um, those fucking DNA joints. Um, that was like, yo, they just sold their whole proprietary shit to another company or whatever. So crazy. And their, you know, their thing is like, oh no, but all our, you know, clients' privacy is like still intact and blah blah blah. But like part of the agreement when you sign that is that like they own the the, the DNA stuff that you send into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they can do pretty much what they wish with your DNA if they decided to do that. Because I remember um, they had like the African one, like the company that was like to help like find your African roots and shit. And they were on Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And they did like for everybody on the Hot 97 morning show. And I think it was either Rosenberg or it was Ebro was just like, and you guys aren't like selling this data, right? And he was, and they were like, as of right now, there's no plans to sell this data. And it's like, yeah, but that's as of right now. <laughs> I tell you, as of right now, like imagine your lady being like, you be like, yo, you cheating? And she'd be like, as of right now, <laughs> as of right now, I don't. You know what I'm saying? If somebody say as of right now, they're basically gonna do that shit later. Yeah. Um, so, 
that's where some of like the problems lie with this stuff is that like I'm nervous about that shit where it's like, oh, well, they're not doing it now. But like they just caught that serial killer, the Golden State serial killer, um, mm-hmm. because like one of his relatives gave in their DNA. That's so crazy. And it was an open source company that did it. It wasn't the Ancestry one or 23andMe and all that shit. It was an open yeah. source one. But the fact like so what all you're going to do is get like law enforcement agencies pushing further and further to try and get access to these DNA databases. And then you'll have like the, what I saw some people talking about was the fear that like, um, big pharma will try and get this information to then like, cause you know, they can like use your DNA to essentially trace if like, are you more susceptible to this type of cancer? Are you more susceptible to these diseases? Blah, blah, blah. That if big farmer got that big farmer, got that information that they could then start trying to like capitalize off of that with like selling you on different things and all these, like all these different treatments, yeah. shit like that and profiting off of that. Since we're like fully in conspiracy mode and I'm thinking about it, uh, as you're saying this, like what's to stop we have like a whole um this concept of uh pre-existing conditions mm-hmm. right in order to deny people oh, health care yeah. what's to stop you know a health insurance company from demanding once for you to get coverage they demand you know DNA a full testing. DNA yeah, yeah. yeah a full DNA profile and then whatever you get they can de- deny you coverage oh, yeah. based on that shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're pre, you're predisposed to uh, to cancer. What's the what's to stop them from changing the legal definitions? Because we know legal definitions change based on you know whoever is paying money yeah. to to the people that rewrite laws. What's to make? What's to say that you know a genetic profile can't be taken into account? when it comes to pre-existing conditions. You know what I mean? Like, is shit, maybe the earth is fucking flat. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying I only learned how to use uh, Final Cut Pro so I can make uh, uh, flat earth videos now. I'm just saying... That there is a possibility that I could be talking about flat earth soon. <laughs> Yo, listen. We did, we, I feel like... <sighs> Don, did you I ever hate- hear... I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. Did you ever hear the Adele... Uh, flat earth cover song no what it's hello it's hello but it's flat earth i'm gonna send it to you when we get off the uh when we get off the phone it's terrible it's fucking terrible yo it's so um, good though <laughs> before we uh go any further i think we should hop out uh, for yeah, a break definitely and then and then come back and, and chat a little bit more cool word I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and it could happen here. And boy, it does seem to be happening here. I'm going to guess most of the people listening to this are deeply concerned with what they saw happen in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And I'm here to tell you it was a fascist insurrection, an attempt by fascists to take over our democracy. And it didn't happen in a historical vacuum. There have been numerous attempts, many of them successful, by fascist movements to take over democracies over the last century. In order to protect yourself, in order to protect your 
your family and your very freedom, you need to understand this history and the history of the different anti-fascist movements that have fought, sometimes successfully, often unsuccessfully, to stop the same things from happening in their own countries. The knowledge of this history is important, and it's maybe the only thing that can save us. So... If you're as concerned as I am, listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or Shameless, or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of The Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. Each episode, we bring in amazing celebrity guests, and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us, including Lance Bass, Ashley I from The Bachelor franchise, Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainer, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lapkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate Micucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. Boom, back in effect. Um, so there was another uh, versus this week, you know, Swiss Beats and Timbaland. I'm assuming Apple gave them like a dump truck of money <laughs> to keep to keep doing these shits. But um Two chains uh, went up against Ross. I didn't watch this one in particular. You know, I think Ross's catalog is real tough, but I can't really fuck with anything that he's like involved with. Yeah. So I ain't, I didn't watch this one. I know you you watched it, and uh, or maybe you didn't. I don't know. Did you Did you watch this one? Yeah, I, I didn't. I watched it like after it aired. I watched it on YouTube so I could like fast forward to parts that I didn't feel like sitting there watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like one thing I will say is I just wish Nas had Rick Ross's ear (sighs) he'd Um, have so many glasses yeah uh, Ross has he got a few but yeah he'd he'd have more Ross probably has the best ear since like Jay-Z yeah Um, Yeah. his ear even Jay you know some of the shit Jay rapped on like on volume 2 different shits that he rhymed on, you could look and be like, oh, I'll no, tell you, go little... back and listen to like volume three. A lot of it's bad. Like, because yeah. a lot of it sounds like that era. It's like 2000. It's of the time. Yeah. yeah. It's like 2001 or something like that. So it's like really a 2001. Yeah, um, Ross, Ross has records that um, sonically at least have not aged poorly. Nah. Even like his early shit. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like, it's, it's not like, like uh, the hustling joint. You can play that, and it's not like you're not like embarrassed to no. play that shit and listen to it. It's his stuff is really aged, and it, I think it's like you said, it speaks to his ear and his vision as a musician. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love Two Chains, uh, and <clears throat> I think he like both of them have like like from the battle they left like bullets in the chamber. Neither one of them played all their greatest stuff. Mm, yeah. Um but it was probably the lowest energy thing I've ever watched in my life. Really? I wa- watching it made me go like, oh, I never want to see either one of these dudes in concert. 
Jeez, yeah, I could kind of see that. They're just like it was just super low energy. Um, two chains at certain parts wasn't even like rap. Like you know now they're like because they're in the same room they're rapping and shit for this. Part of it was like two chains was being his own hype man. Uh-huh. And like just hitting every fourth line and shit, and like the rest of it was just playing in the background. And I was like, right. "This is just like it wasn't really entertaining." And it really, um, who for bo- two artists who I think who really who make hits, like flat out make hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, it really wasn't as good as it could have been. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I'm not the biggest like raw supporter in the world. Um, and it made me go like, uh, and then it was like, I think it was like on like a Thursday night. Yeah. Why are they doing these shits? We still on lockdown. Yeah. Why are you, why are we doing these shits in the middle of the week? I don't know, dog. Like, why can't we get this on like a Saturday night and like the vibe is right. Right. This was like, I think just like a low energy and just, there wasn't much there. And I kind of just like, I kind of super was checked out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, both of them, like you said, like their catalogs are crazy. They make hits. It was really just my distaste for Ross that made me. Yeah. And I, it's not even like a musical distaste because he, you know, musically, like his catalog is the shit. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, you you know, I feel like he's selling a lifestyle and has been selling a lifestyle that's uh, in, in his personal life. You know, I'm not saying you got to rap about everything. I didn't. I didn't expect you know the ghetto boys to be robbing little kids for bags. You know what <laughs> I mean? In real life, you know what I'm saying. So I don't expect everything in your raps to be real shit. But for you to be like the CEO and rapping all this crime shit, I don't like that shit. And then like on primarily is like the rape shit yes. that you put in that song. I can't. I can't fuck with you on that. Yeah. Um. I just yeah, Officer Ricky is not like my favorite dude. Nah, nah. Um, but he has hits. I can't deny him that. And he hey, listen. He has a crazy pen too. So it's not even like he just has a great ear. He has a crazy yeah. pen. He can rhyme. Yeah, that motherfucker is nice, and all his music, you know, he got joints. I know Kanye said like he wanted to produce. He tried to like let him. He was like, yo, when Ross was like. Uh, just like a feature artist for some slip and side records. He was mm-hmm. like, yo, let me executive produce your first album. Ooh, and what? yeah, and he would, and Ross, like Kanye was not Kanye yet. Mm-hmm. And I think he just had a couple, his first couple features, like first couple songs out, like first couple producing features, his first yeah. uh, credits or whatever. And so he wasn't really nobody yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm right, I think it's from the Memphis Bleak video that they shot down there in Miami. Okay. Because um, Kanye's in that, and so is Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. And I think Rick Ro- I think that's when Kanye was like, yo, you got to let me do it, blah, 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 blah. And I think Kanye had like one or two credits for like Jay-Z and like a couple others, like smaller ones, maybe one for like uh, Siegel. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't really Kanye yet, but like he, yeah. he saw it. Like he saw, right. like yo, this dude has it. Like you know yeah. what I mean. But um, yeah, I just was it was super low energy. I was really kind of disappointed that it wasn't better because uh, both of them have such such catalogs that like it could have been better. 
I thought, yeah, I thought that it would be crazy at least energy wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it's it, like it you really plopping wasn't. these in the middle of the week. Yeah, that I think that was a large <sighs> what part you of it. Kind of expect, yeah. It was a large part of it. Um, but I know like the rest of the internet is catching up to us. Um, cause now like there's been talk of like, well, who can Drake battle? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We've been telling y'all for a month that like, there's only like two people that Drake can battle that can even give him a run. Yeah. Um, if he, man, if, if, if they get him with, uh, Jay. <coughs> yeah. That shit will be crazy. But then I don't know. It's probably even more difficult to get Jay because of Jay's title affiliation. Yes. And now this is like an Apple product. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, it'll probably be damn near impossible for them to do it. I mean, I know Title's been doing the versus playlist. Yes. So maybe they can kind of like reach across the aisle and yeah. do that. But that's that's the one. Yeah. Do yeah. that shit on like a Friday or a Saturday night. You blow the fucking internet up. Twitter might Twitter might fail. Yeah. I, was about <laughs> to say, I, I wonder <laughs> if it could even get off without it crashing. Right. Like, crash IG. Yeah, it would crash every place that it is like because it all exists online, it would crash everything. Like it would crash yeah. Twitter, it would crash fucking IG, it would crash revolt streaming, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, we watching that shit. Like yeah. if they if they get uh 'cause I like you said, I don't think that there's anybody that can really handle Drake. Yeah. I just don't think You know what I mean? Hit for hit. And they might they might have to do forty songs each. Yeah. Yeah. Or thirty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like twenty might not be enough. Nah, how do you narrow down their catalog to twenty songs? Yeah, Jay's catalog. Jay, for me, Jay don't got to play nothing from four forty four. Like we, yeah. just, we ain't even worry about that. But man, his his man, <laughs> like the blueprint. You know, uh, reasonable doubt, volume one. Like his his catalog is crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, you know, there's no like, there's no run that like. I know some people talked about like LL, but like, yeah. and I love LL, mm-hmm. um, but you know, what song like I, I what song has he had since I don't know what was the last hit he had like Love You Better or some shit yeah which was like mid two thousands yeah I was gonna say I mean that's close to twenty years ago like. Yeah. His, and, and, and his his run is long as shit. That's not to like right. diminish L at all. Like his run is crazy. He was like fifteen and uh, <laughs> yeah, like you know what I'm saying. I with L, I think also because of the way versus we we're not really picking winners. You yeah, know exactly. No. But the way these things are kind of uh, hashed out on the internet, LL's early run is a little too early. Yes. For like Twitter, yeah, my radio is not gonna get like you know what I mean. You know, you gonna get old heads that'll be rocking to that yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, like there there are people legit who are on Twitter who we interact with every day. Their parents were fucking with LL's <laughs> LL's later run. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Hey Lover and all of that shit. People who like like your kids' age. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you were a teenager yep. when LL LL had fell off and came back twice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. By the time we were kids, like by the time we were fifteen, sixteen, 
LL fell off when he did Walking with a Panther. Yep. And then he came back with uh, Mama Said Knock You Out. Yep. And then he fell off again. And then he came back with like the Mr. Smith album. Yep. He was on his second run then. Or yeah. his, his third run. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So LL has a long stretch like Hove, a long run. But his his early run is too old. Yeah, yeah. His early run is fucking 80s. And people are just going to be like... like you're especially like you said like the problem is the people who are judging this are not going to be like you know they're going to be like your twitter's going to be like though what do you mean put a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand like what are we what are we listening to like if you look at it the battles that had the most energy around them uh erica and jill yeah you know um and i don't mean energy like the performance i mean social media energy that nelly shit yeah. You know what I mean? Like the uh Nelly shit had like crazy energy around it because it, demographically it made sense. Yes. You know what I'm saying? People were in like middle school when Nelly came out and they're like adults now and of uh-huh. like of course you know what I mean? Like, who was popping when we were in middle school, like Cypress Hill or some shit? You know what I mean? Some shit we would be excited about. Yeah. That. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like demographics, too. I feel like like people were saying LL shouldn't battle KRS. I think that I think that LL wins because it's like a poppy format yes, and he has exactly. poppy shit. Yeah, because someone I, I saw KRS. I even cut you off. KRS was like, I got like fifteen albums, and someone was like, Yeah, you got fifteen albums of B sides, dog. Like, you know what I mean? yeah, nobody's nobody's trying to hear like whatever album you put out like five <laughs> years ago. You know what I mean? But I think KRS, like, he has like Rapture. You know? What yeah, I yeah, mean? yeah. There's certain the shit bridges he has. over is yeah. always a winner. You know what I mean? Like, he has joints, but yeah, you you can't throw L or really nobody from the '80s up against Hove. Nah. You know what I mean? You 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 talk about battling Hove, it's gonna have to be Drake or Beyonce. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the only way. And Beyonce, you know, she's uh got like a whole cult around her. You yes. know what I mean? No nobody's beating her nah. in this shit. But if it's if we talk about like what would make sense as far as eras and competitiveness, it would have to be Hove against Drake or Drake against Beyonce or Beyonce against Drake. It would have to be either yeah. of those combinations. Yeah, I mean, Drake at this point is a – he's a fucking son. He's not a star anymore, right? Like, he, right. you know what I mean? Like, he's that dude has got his own orbit. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's not – you know, he's on a level with, like, the dudes like Jay-Z, Beyonce, shit like that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like – you know who could maybe give Drake a run? Rihanna. Yes. Like, yeah. th- that would be a dope battle. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, she may be able to give him a run. Um, Like, but yeah, you have to you have to have your own orbit to, like, do that kind of stuff. And, like, I love LL. LL's one of the icons. Yeah. LL doesn't have his own orbit. Not anymore, man. Like, that's, you know what I mean? That time is coming on. Like, he's been a cop on TV for the last 20 years, dog. Like, right. Movie star and shit. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, no, Maybe no doubt. Have, have him battle um, Ice Cube. Yes, exactly. Like, you know what I'm that fits a little better, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the battle that they're talking about now that is very interesting is the Rock Him and Big Daddy Kane joint. Yo. Like, 
Because Kane, remember Kane a few months ago? He did like the quarantine yeah. uh, concert. Man, Kane was in there tearing it down yes. in his basement. It looked like he was in his uh, in his man cave. In his <laughs> he was tearing that shit down. He's like dancing and flowing and shit. Had yeah. a little baby with him. Man, look. The only problem is. Can you get Rakim and BD uh, and Big Daddy Kane in the same room like they do? You know, these dudes is older, <laughs> like you know, right. higher risk right. for COVID. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, well, I, yeah, yo, like I don't want to see. Yeah, I want to see no elders <laughs> risking risking it yeah. all. Just do it from y'all cribs. Yeah. Like, just do it. You know what I mean? Like on a Zoom or yeah. <laughs> like go Instagram or whatever. Just do that shit. But I'm I would really love to see the Rakim. Big Daddy Kane drink. I mean, listen, Man. for me, I got Slick Rick over both of them, mm-hmm. but that's just because I like Slick's my favorite MC from that era. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but Rakim and Big Daddy Kane is like, I don't, my only thing is, I think Rakim has a little longer run than Kane has. Yeah. Yeah. Rakim, the song I'm thinking of, uh, The Truth Hurts joint yeah 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 yeah. i feel like like younger people people younger than us that'll ring off for them yes yeah kane doesn't really have that no nah. anything anything around that era and beyond yeah yeah you know no i mean like rock him at least put an album out when we were in high school right kane did not no you know what i mean and i love kane i think kane's a yeah. fucking beast on the mic kane man i it's crazy because um you said the slick rick's your favorite those mainly uh, Kane and Slick Rick rock him too in a way, but like they like alternate in my top. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like they're as like my favorites. KRS is in there too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People talk shit about KRS, but like I've seen him live. He's he's hands down like the best solo, uh-huh. you know, rap performer in history. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then. A lot of his records, like I, I could put on poetry right now, and it feels like it felt when I was a kid hearing it the first time. You know what I mean? Like my philosophy, shit like that. Uh, but Kane, Kane might be like one of my favorite people who's ever rapped. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like Kane, and he and he has so many records, like. The records like Raw and like Warming Up Kane, where he's just like spitting. Yes. I would love to see because like younger people see that in like Kendrick Lamar where he's just like just like giving you bars. He's an assault rifle. Yeah, he's right. He's an assault rifle. I would love to see younger people really see Kane do that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know Kane, Kane not gonna Kane gonna do this shit like a show. Yeah, you know what I mean. He gonna do like you said, two chains doing, <laughs> doing every literally every other there. joint. <laughs> At one point, he's just sitting there leaped over like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Up past yeah, his bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, dog, like, this is... Yeah, give me more, bro. You're on TV. <laughs> like, it's not like when, like, Premier and, and Rizzo was battling, and they're just playing records. Like, you know what I mean? Right. You're supposed to be performing this, and he's right. literally just, like, bent dog. over and shit, like... <laughs> I was just, dog, Listen. like, that energy ain't there, fam. Kane, Kane finna do. Oh, he gonna be dancing songs? and all Man. that shit. Yeah, he gonna have Scuba Scrap go come I was out to do say, a flip yeah. 
Man, and Kane finna do all 20 of them songs. Yes. All three verses. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the chorus, 16 bar verses. Kane finna spit all them shits all the way through. Yeah. He not going. I, it, it would surprise me if he stuck to the the format and just played the song and did a little ad lib and shit. That would surprise me if he did that. Yeah, nah, he definitely would be before. It would be a performance. He'd be Teddy Riley. Right. Who had like right. a, a 19-piece orchestra behind him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that, dog. <laughs> Niggas was clowning Teddy Riley for that. I love that shit. He come from that era. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They he said put on Teddy the show. Riley, when he was a kid, they said he would go out on the street with a keyboard and just play and perform for money. Yeah. He's on, he's on another level. Like yeah, he's definitely. he's not like, you know, now you go to an open mic and like cats, you know, cats perform like vote versus now. You go to a show now and like young people play the whole song, the vocals is playing yeah. and they just ad lib to their own song. Yeah. Teddy Riley not cut from that that cloth. Nah. You he, know what I mean? He was Kane. He was made to put on a show, and that's the same thing with Kane. I I would love to see him and Rakim go at it. Oh, yeah. I think that would be so much fun, man. Rakim got so many crazy records. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he, you like, imagine, you know what I mean? They going back and forth or whatever, and then Rakim dropped No to Ledge. That's the first thing that hit my head, yo. (laughs) I might throw a chair out the window. He do that shit. You know what I mean? Like he he got so many records, and Kane does too. Yeah. Kane could play. What's the shit? Um, the shit with him and Jay. Yeah, I was thinking and, about and that. And Dirty. You yeah. know what I mean, man? I they need to do that. Rakim ain't say nothing. I think. Uh, did, was Kane the one that no, said like? Rakim, yo, I, Rakim, think, I think Rakim said we need to do it for the culture, and Kane hasn't answered yet. Kane, if you listen to this, I know you are. <laughs> Holla at Swiss and Tim and make that shit happen. Scoop and Scrap, the- at least listen to it, y'all. Man, Scoop and Scrap, <laughs> Scrap probably uh, rate and review at the end of this shit. You know what I mean? Man, do this shit for niggas who remember the 80s. Yeah. That's who it's for, really. Do this shit for niggas who remember the 80s. Yeah, my kids could care less about this battle of shit. <laughs> right, right. Now, if you got Drake to do it, they'd be all in. Like they would watch. That's yeah. why. I th- that's why I think like that idea. I think crashes the internet because so many people are checked in on that. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm definitely watching it. Yes, exactly. If Drake. I don't care who they get Drake to battle. Yeah, they get him in this shit. I'm definitely watching it. Yeah. And, and anybody younger than me, people older than me, my brother's watching that. Yeah, your kids gonna watch it. Yeah, you exactly. Know what I'm yeah, yeah. They're, they're, people are gonna be tuned in. Like my youngest. Unless you're going to bring, like, Extension back from the grave. Like, that's her favorite Damn. rapper. So, like, unless Damn. you're bringing that back, she's not watching. But, like, my two oldest are. They're mm-hmm. going to be checked in. Um, But um, I think we should hop out into a break uh, before mm-hmm. we talk uh, the big story of the week. Um, yeah. So let's, let's hop into this break, and then we can get into the big story. Word. What do explorers, an army officer, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole, but only one of them made it. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and host of the new podcast, The Quest for the North Pole, which dives into the centuries-long race to explore the Arctic, find the Northwest Passage, and conquer the top of the world. 
With a cast of daring adventurers and some pretty determined amateurs, the race to the pole reveals the human desire to solve mysteries of geography and the soul. We'll look at the important Arctic expeditions that filled the blank spaces on the map and recognize how indigenous people made them successful. We'll examine what pushed explorers to venture ever farther into the unknown and uncharted, and how the climate crisis is changing the Arctic today. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who is David Bowie? Well, that depends on who you ask, or which record you play. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that question, we'll have to go Off the Record. My name is Jordan Runtog, and I'm the host of Off the Record, a new music biography podcast from iHeartRadio. Off the Record goes beyond the songs and into the hearts and minds of rock's greatest legends. Every season profiles one classic artist, taking listeners on a wild ride through their extraordinary career. The first season examines the life, or rather lives, of David Bowie. Each episode of the 11th part audio event tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, these faces form an intimate portrait of one of the 20th century's most influential figures. So who was David Bowie? Tune in to Off the Record to find out. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. back at it um so this you know this this shit is interesting to me uh because it seems like uh there has been like an ongoing i don't want to say gender war because that's not that's not exactly what i want to articulate i think that uh hip-hop's approach to gender and it's uh the space that that's uh, being made for women and like gender non-conforming people, anybody who's not a man, you know what I mean. I feel like uh, hip hop is is kind of being stretched to accommodate yeah other people more, um, and I think that these like gender wars, quote unquote, flaring up are kind of like growing pains towards that. Um, but yeah, Cardi and uh, Meg The Stallion put out a record this week wet ass pussy you know what i'm saying and there's been like a lot of chatter around it um and a lot of men who are like hip-hop heads have been like on some like why why you always talking about your pussy why you always talking about you know what i mean finessing men or or like whatever um and the hypocrisy in that everybody recognizes it outside except for these men who are complaining about the shit but it seems like every time Meg does something or Cardi does something, to a lesser degree, uh, Nikki, yeah. a lot of this energy seems to come to uh, Meg and Cardi. And then the lesser known rappers, uh, Ruby Rose or, you know, Cupcake or whoever. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It it seems that men are, at at its core, threatened by the way that women approach sexuality and rap music and the way that they talk about it, which, you know, tough titties. Cause I'm assuming, and I'm no, I'm not even assuming. I know that women have been uncomfortable about the way that men approach sexuality and rap, you know, 
since the fucking 80s. You know? I'm going to read you four titles, okay? The first four titles that pop up in this track list. Hoochie Mama, We Want Some Pussy, Pop That Pussy, Me So Horny. Uh-huh. The first four songs that pop up in two live crews. Uh, I was going to say, song, I know who that is. Song listings for a title, okay? We have to stop. Have to stop. Yeah. Telling women what they can and cannot rap about. Yeah, because women women been begging us, yo, stop rapping about rape, <laughs> stop rap, stop rapping about you know slapping up hoes and bitches. Yeah, I think that it's gotten a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the eighties, or I don't even want to say the eighties, the nineties, it was a fucking wild west. Yeah, shit show of misogyny. So the 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 um, ain't nothing but a G thing video. A woman is literally sexually assaulted on camera where she has her top pulled off. Mm-hmm. While she's playing volleyball, and like right. it just got, we, the, we were like, "Oh, that's yeah, like fun." The scene didn't get cut; they just edited her titties out in the video. Like that's literally right. that's all that happened, right? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, just two weeks ago, they were doing uh, "It Ain't No Fun If My Homies Can't Have None" and uh, "What You Bitches Want," like all this shit. Like, but Megan, this like what I what I said from early on was. A big part of this is like uh, the dudes who like are complaining about this have no problem when a guy talks about sex. Right. What this is about is like controlling women's femininity and their sexuality. Um, and once they can't control that that sexuality anymore because a woman takes control of it, they men don't know what to do with that. Yeah, it's like hostility. Yeah, towards. there's no there's no power over it anymore. Like everybody, like what what they say, like every guy wants to see a woman naked until they see a woman naked and then they fucking tell you that they shouldn't be naked. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's that idea. And it's just amplified. I mean, but I remember this same stuff happening when like little Kim came out. Right. Um, right. Like, oh, why she got to talk about sex all the time? Why can't she do? And especially then, because we had like Lauren Hill was like this big giant artist. So it was like, well, why can't she act like Lauren Hill? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the last I don't know what the last thing that Cardi did that like <laughs> made men uh, really upset. They, so they always do this thing like you the dynamic that you describe between Lil Kim and yes. Lauren Hill, but now it's like Rhapsody. Yes, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. And a guy, a guy uh, tweeted, uh, it was like a screenshot of Rhapsody's like Spotify page. And he was like, y'all listen to this bullshit, but y'all won't support a queen like Rhapsody, da 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 you know what I mean, who's not, you know, popping up pussy everywhere and this, this, that, and the third. Really just like respectability Yes, politics. yeah, yeah. Right. And somebody pointed out, was like, dog, you just screenshotted Rhapsody Spotify and you're not even following. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, maybe the nigga don't use Spotify. Yeah. I don't know. But it was, it was, it was telling... And it was like a funny gotcha. Yeah. But it's telling that uh, all of these people love Rhapsody. Rhapsody should be a fucking multimillionaire. Yes. You know, a million times over. Because every time Cardi or fucking Ruby Rose or whoever puts out a song about pussy, you got a million people who are holding up Rhapsody over here. Oh, but what about Rhapsody? Or or Rock or No Name. You don't listen to them. But it's, you know, these people don't listen to Rhapsody. No. These people don't support Rhapsody. I don't know anybody 
who's been to Rhapsody's shows or who's bought like her album on vinyl or whatever, who's like a really hardcore Rhapsody fan who's who's, you know, comparing and contrasting her to Cardi. Even Rhapsody herself was like, yeah, don't stop do throwing that. me in this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't remember exactly what she said, but she's like, yo, don't you know, don't throw me in as like the alternative to these women. They're expressing themselves, which is what rap is supposed to be. Yes. Yeah, I mean like if that's what they want to rap about, let them rap about. First of all, I'm not mad at that. Like right. I, I don't understand <laughs> what the anger is. Um I mean, like, I, listen, man, uh, we can talk about, like, the connections to, like, blues music in, like, the 20s and 30s that was, like, wild and, like... Wild, raunchy, yeah. You know, <clears throat> all the way up through, like, rock music in the 80s that was, you know, like, hot for teacher and shit. Like, like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, all that kind She's of shit. She's my cherry pie. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff. You could, you know, like, we could make those kind of to- talks. But at the end of the day, for me, it's like, dog, if you beat your dick... To like the little Kim poster where she's like in the squat, right? Please shut the fuck up about how like these women shouldn't be doing this stuff. Just shut up. Yeah. Let them have a shit. Yeah, like, and my thing is, you know, with the oh, with the the role model aspect of it, this, that, and the third. It's like, all right, first of all, like if your kid is <laughs> like looking to them to be role models, it's the whole Charles Barkley thing where it's like. No, they're they're not role models. Yeah. Like you shouldn't like if they're role models, then we need to start talking about what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? And even if they are, like, they're talking about having control over their sexuality. What is wrong with that? Right. Like we right. live in twenty twenty, dog. Like I know it's a fucking madhouse, but like Yeah. Like they're talking about control of their sexuality. Should they listen to fucking Rick Ross, who we talked about earlier, talk about drugging women? Right. Like he's, why is, is there, he the better yeah role model in this situation? Yeah, like why is there more outrage over a, a song from two women talking about they wet ass pussy than a guy who talked about drugging a woman? Right. You know right. what I mean? But there was there was outrage around that. A lot of the outrage was from women. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so you know what I mean? This is consensual activity. People talk about you know well what do I what do what do I say to my kid? Say to your kid that sometimes. People have sex. Yes. And people have bodies and their bodies have functions. Your kid got questions. That's your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got that nut to get that kid here. Yeah. Now you got to have a job of, you know, feeding them, clothing them, wiping their ass and explaining shit to them. Yeah. I never understood that. That like conservative mentality is like, you know. Well, what do I say to my kid? What the fuck else are you saying to him? Yeah. The motherfucker got questions. Answer the questions. Yeah. Doug, you just say, hey, listen, like they're talking about sexuality and their sexuality and about like, you know, what they like and what they don't like. You know what I mean? Um, You know what it is? It's the same conversation you have about whatever fucking male rap artist who talks about sex that you never had that kind of fucking conversation either. So shut the fuck up. You're not having a conversation. (laughs) Right. Just stop. (laughs) You wasn't explaining Snoop Dogg. No. Your parents, explain, <laughs> your parents didn't explain Snoop Dogg to you when you was 13 or 12. You're not explaining, I don't fucking know who these niggas is, Chris <laughs> Brown or whoever is out here singing about freaky shit now. You're not explaining it, you know, when it comes from men. No. You know what I mean? But that's really, you, you know why people do that shit. Like, they do the shit with uh, gay people. You know, two gay people in 
bumblefuck got married and then somebody over here is saying, well, how do I explain that to my kid? Yeah. Come on, man. You're not worried, but is, is your kid really asking you about yeah. that? Does your kid really care? Most kids nowadays don't. Like, you know what I mean? It's just not <laughs> really a thing. Know, your kid know before you know. Exactly. You know what exactly. I'm saying? We live in an advanced time for for understanding. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of these kids are sharp as hell with that shit. Yeah. I didn't see no kids. I taught last year, you know what I mean, uh, teenagers. I didn't see none of them kids confused about the queer kids that were around. No. Nah. The straight kids. Like, they was, they was like, you know, you know they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And nobody sweated them kids for that shit that I saw. I didn't see it. No. Nah. You know what I'm saying? This This whole idea that women being sexual is a taboo in our society that is falling and and i feel like this hip-hop is a, a a microcosm of society and i feel like uh these conversations and this angst around this is growing pains toward us not being so hung up and yeah. hostile towards this shit yeah, I, I just I was a little saddened because we've had this conversation so many times, right? Uh, oh. And I don't mean us; I mean like hip hop in general, yeah, yeah, social media in general. We've had even this conversation. I, I don't even mean to cut you off, but even speaking for us on this podcast, yeah, when when we were uh, when you cooked up the document to uh, you know like our list of stuff that we're going to talk about this week, it made me think. I was like, dog, we've had so many conversations about misogyny on this yeah. podcast. This it's we've had at least. 10 to 15 maybe 20 episodes where that was like a central theme yeah. of our topics yeah. you know um i just i just couldn't believe like it's like why are we still like who can first of all like yo if you watch that video and have a problem with it i don't know what to tell you first of all okay listen yeah. if you if you're so worried about that i would hate to tell you how easy porn is to access on your kid's phone like they, they <laughs> do we need to have that conversation dog you remember the shit when uh, the internet first really was like popping, late 90s, and you would go to like a porn site and it would be like, are you 18? <laughs> click, click yes or no. <laughs> Pornhub don't do that shit. No. <laughs> they don't even have that that thin. That thin veil. <laughs> like not even existent, you know, security measure. Porn yeah. sites don't even have that now. No. To say nothing of how kids do, you know, peer to peer sharing of sexual images. You know how wild shit would have been if like a girl in our class could like send you yes. <laughs> what kids send each other now? It's a different set of rules and this is my, my ultimate point. It's a different set of rules. Um and 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 the old rules of engagement and the old conservative thoughts and 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 opinions about it don't work anymore yeah i mean the fact that we need to have a conversation about this but like we're running from a conversation about like ending rape culture mm-hmm. and teach it like have that and you know what that's the discussion to have with your kids about rape culture not about women talking about they wet ass pussy like yeah that's the conversation we need to have. yeah not, not browbeating definitely like talk to your kid if your kid's like oh what does this stand for what are they yeah. saying definitely have that conversation 
you know what I mean? But like, I would hope that folks are framing it like in a way that like this is consensual sexual activity. Mm-hmm. These people are adults, <laughs> and they're they're having fun with the shit. And then also, like you said, <coughs> talk about talk about rape culture and non consensual. Uh, sexual activity and how that shit's not okay and really reinforce that's the conversation you ought to be reinforcing that the non-consensual activity is what we need to do away with not like this fake outrage and like wringing your hands about consensual sexual activity yeah i i just think i think in the end like we're we're like we're rehashing an argument that isn't that doesn't even need to be made, man. Like, let's talk about shit that really needs to be done. Like you said, this is a this is women talking about consensual acts. Like, mm-hmm. why are we? Why do we? Why are we so concerned about this? When, like, like I said, dude, I, I read you the first four songs that come up in the two live crew <laughs> thing. Like, you didn't care about that then. Like, you right, know, what you I mean? was down, you was with it. Yeah, even if you ain't like the music, you was with the videos and. You know the the record covers and shit, and women with their ass out. Like you like that shit. We all do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Like just stop and just go. Yeah. You know what? These women are talking about this, and if my daughter hears it, like hopefully she'll come to me and speak to me about like what it is and what it means and shit like that, yeah. as opposed to being like, how do I explain this to my daughter? Like, right. And and that's the big thing too. Is just like there's no talk about. Excuse me. There's no talk about like, well, how do I explain this to my son? Because we're so far removed from actually talking about these things and these ideas about with your kid, with your yeah. son. It's always like, oh, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. That must again. It's just the trumpeted, uh, misogynistic culture that we live in. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that um, you know a lot of this shit that. Uh, we're dealing with and wrestling with like i said you know would be uh growing pains towards something better yeah you know what i mean women are still um exploited still attacked you know what i mean in hip-hop you you saw this shit with uh jaguar right yes came out and was was talking about how she's a a singer from uh, north philly uh, who was down with like that whole like Black Lily neo soul movement? She was in the Roots camp. She was signed to their short lived label, mm-hmm. uh, Motive. It was Motive Records or whatever it was, and she came out and accused uh, Common of like sexual assault. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you know, as is common, no pun intended, when women come out and talk about this sort of thing immediately you get people saying like you're lying why would you wait this that and the third you know what i'm saying um i wasn't i was around but i wasn't around like (laughs) you know what i'm saying during that era so i don't you know i don't know as as much as as anybody else knows but i think that by default we gotta believe what women say when this shit goes down regardless if it's you know somebody whose music that we love you know, being accused of this shit. And I think that uh, we just, we're we're showing our failings as a culture when we don't take this shit seriously and when we don't make real measures to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We're showing that we don't care that much. Yeah. yeah or as much real. as we should. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, I think it's like you said. I think these are the painful conversations we have to have. Um, and hopefully we're growing and learning because I've seen such. I did see a shit ton of pushback, too, which I was yeah. happy to see. Um, I was really happy to see a shit ton of pushback from people. Um, and I think you know that's, you know. For every one person that was pushing back this time, there'll be 10 people pushing back next time. It's the same way that the 10 people that pushed back this time, it was the one person who was pushing back the last conversation we had about this. Right. So and that's what I really want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One person teach two people and, you know, it grows. So I'm glad that I saw as much pushback as I saw, too. Um, yeah. And from men, like, you know, you know, taking on that idea that, like, yo, stop. Like, you know what I mean? That's important. Like, we need yeah. that connection to definitely um, more than it would have been back in the day oh yeah oh yeah definitely um i think we should uh start rapping uh did you listen mm-hmm. to anything new this week all right man i've been so swamped with shit like <laughs> i didn't listen to oh yeah the only thing i really uh rocked with i don't think i did we talk about this shit um amine his new record okay um it's called limbo mm-hmm. i listened to that shit and it was really fucking dope. He kind of like, he's from Portland, you know what I mean? He had that song, uh, Caroline, and yep. the song, uh, Spice Girl. So kind of like poppy shit that he's uh, known for. But this one, he's really, he's like digging in. You could tell his pen is a little sharper yeah. this time around. And, uh, you know, a lot of the beats are, I, I can't remember who, uh, remember who produced on it. But a lot of the beats are dope. It's like, it's like fun sounding but also you could really tell he's like stepped it up yeah as an mc you know what i mean as a dope song uh that's like a tribute to his mom okay it's really really beautiful and yeah that's that's probably like the only new thing uh amine limbo okay. that i listened to that's, that's probably like the only new joint that i really rocked with this week yeah um i checked out uh the uh do my man it was an exclusive title release um uh, from what i understand the, uh yeah the makami joint um hard lemonade makami um uh hard body yeah yeah hard body yeah um i really really fuck with it uh from what i could tell he did all the production on it as well yeah um and this shit hits hard. Uh, he's got the he joint. Got some shit. Yeah, he got a joint with uh, Euro Drew, which is like <sighs> bananas. Them going back to back, like four bars, like, you know what I mean? <sighs> Crazy. Uh, really, really good. This record is really, really good. You know, it's in that Griselda, uh, Rock Marcy, like Fleet, like that whole lane. Um, yeah. But really, really good, man. This this uh, this uh, Mahami joint is like fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I'll, I gotta check that shit out. Yeah, yeah, you gotta check that out. It's really, 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 really good. Um, uh, also, I checked out um, S West Paranoia Saves Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. From what I, I'm pretty sure he's Canadian, but does like a lot of production for like um, I know he's done stuff with Young Tes- Young's Teflon. Um, for listeners, they know he's one of my favorite grime MCs. Um, and uh, this is like him with a bunch of other. I, th- I think he's like 
the the driving force but like there's a bunch of other artists who like come through and appear on it mm-hmm. um but it kind of it isn't like a super grime heavy joint it's kind of a vibey like london maybe even can uh, canadian sound to it mm-hmm. um and like you know, there's like there is a track with Young's Teflon on there, so that's like a grime joint. But then there's like other tracks that are more like R and B ish almost. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, there's joints that are just kind of like they're not like grimy or like R and B ish. They're kind of like somewhere in the middle. And like it's a really vibed out record. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people should check it out. Um, it's S West, which is E S S West. Um, two words, uh, paranoia saves lives. I think people should check it out. It's, it's really like, it was fun to listen to because it was kind of all, it was kind of like all over the place musically. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of enjoyed that, that it wasn't because of so much stuff that I listened to was either like so much in one lane. Like, you know what I mean? Um, this kind of touching all over the place kind of felt like a Khaled record, how Khaled would have, like, stuff all over the place. Um, or, like, when Clue and them were dropping, like, comp records. Yeah. And, like, some shit would be, like, super hardcore. Then there'd be, like, you know, the Mary J. Blige joint. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, mm. this kind of feels that way a little bit. Um, but... Uh, I really dug it. I think people should check it out. Uh, Paranoia Saves Lives by S. West. Nice. Nice. Um, other than that, yo, uh, you know, we uh, have the serious, we have the Abash Ice um, t-shirts and hoodies at Incense Trap and Yoga. Um, proceeds go toward helping uh, migrant families. Um I'm Indy, I-N-D-I underscore S-R-S at Twitter and Instagram. You're John Liber- John the Liberator at, Insta- uh, at Twitter and Instagram. Um, serious, we're serious rap shit on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, come give us a follow. Show us some love. Uh, if you're listening to this on your Apple Podcasts app, you can rate and review us right in there. We really Word. appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Um, if not, just tell a friend to tell a friend to check it out. Um, and then other than that, yo, we'll be back next week with some more fire for you, man. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. 
Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes.